Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. I'm and today we're going to talk about Z-Wolf 2 Woo! Wild Stallions. <laughs> um, Aaron. Yeah. Before we get into Z-Wolf 2, we got some mail. All right, man. More mail? Mailbag. This came from these United States. What? It's rare to get mail Unpossible. from within the country. I do recognize that box. <laughs> this comes from our buddy Matt Martin, uh, Patreon supporter, Matt Soft. And Matt Soft. Let's see. Now, I'm sure I... Okay, here's the letter. I always seem to find the letter last. Would you like to read that? I'll out? read it. Yeah, I never get to read. Great... No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> people think I'm a dumb guy from West Virginia. You're not dumb. Oh, yeah. I saw you wink. Greetings from the great Pacific Northwest. Here are a few gifts to say thanks for the awesome podcast. Thank you. Over the past couple of years, I've been lucky enough to score a few Amiga hauls that have that have box software. Enclosed is an real... Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read that okay. part. I felt bad for both, only including Amiga, so I threw in a couple of nice arcade key changes that I picked up along the way. Thanks again for the weekly entertainment, and if you ever find yourself in Seattle, let me know. You have a few fans out here that would like to buy you a whiskey or two and talk Amiga. Hold the phone. Let's go. Sign Matt. Podcast over. (laughs) I've never had the inkling to go to Seattle, but I'm changing my tune here all of a sudden. (laughs) Land of eternal sunshine. Here we go, Aaron. I read that and I about died. Oh, look at that power monger. Now, it's funny that this would be in here because guess what? I used to actually own this. Really? Yes. Wow. I owned this and there was another one I owned and I never played it one time. In fact, the only time I played it is what we did on the show. Do you remember my power monger piece of trivia? I don't. I own Powermonger for the Samsung Mega Drive, uh, the Korean version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Powermonger. Very cool. What like the box art on that. It's pretty good, eh? Oh, Aaron. Yes, buddy. That emerges. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I never mean, thought the day would come. Like how much more black could it be? Black. Look at this, everyone. Matt from Seattle has sent me... Lionheart. I never realized it came double boxed like that. That is a super Man, cool touch. I gotta, hold on a second here. Mm. Holy moly. <laughs> this is a pivotal day. It buddy. is. Look, and there he is. I knew I should have worn the shirt today. <laughs> Look at that, folks. Wow. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Oh my God. I can't believe it. You need that. to build a shelf of glory in the arcade. This will go on. in a special spot. Look at that boat. The discs are in there. Holy, wait a minute. Look at that man. It's like cover. an 8 by 10 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you pin that up on your wall. Look at that, guys. Oh, that's beautiful. I want a high-res scan of that thing. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Thank you ever so much. I can't thank him enough for that boat. God, well, the kiss is we're not a, we're not done yet. Good luck. And that's your there is your winner right there. Look at that. That's awesome. Look, feel that's that. Awesome. Feel that. It's textured. Yeah, yeah. That's it's textured. Like etched. etched. I think that I think Joe Lionheart himself oh, took his claw man. and etched that. Oh. What is Lionheart's first name? Huh? He didn't have a first name. Lionheart's not his name, what? Boat. That's what he is. He's a Lionheart. I mean, I you're, thought, what's his name? It doesn't matter. His name is whatever his sword tells you that day. You cut you if you don't call him whatever he wants. Okay. Look at this. Silent Service. Now, yeah, this you, is a submarine game. Yeah, you ever play this one? Uh, oh, yeah. I love Silent Service. Now, as you know, uh, simulators are not my bag, but uh, this is one I played, and I also played 688 Attack Sub. Wow, that sticker is coming right off there. Got to be careful on that. Yeah. This was a, it's a, this is a cool game. I remember one thing I remember about this is it has really good graphics. Mm-hmm. You've played this one, surely. I played this on the NES, wasn't I played it on the NES, yeah. Look at that. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And how timely, because this being Thanksgiving month, 
I'll be forced to play Lionheart mode. <laughs> it's gonna kill you. Okay. I love it. And now we That reach. was awful nice. I mean, I really appreciate you got that. The, the end here, we've got some keychains. We got a a Sega keychain. Sega. There. And a SNK keychain. And a Capcom keychain. Oh, there's Aren't those nice? Yeah. That's some nice little swaggy yeah. type game. Oh, see that. Look at that, Boat. Very cool. I will put that on my keychain post haste. You'll be the belle of the ball. I will. And you know, what did Capcom do for the Amiga that's considered one of the all-time great games? Castlevania? No. That was Konami. Street Fighter 2. Oh, Street Fighter 2. That's right. That's right. <laughs> ah, I uh, love it. Okay. Those are awful nice well, metal, again, too, eh? Thank you, Matt. Direct from Seattle. Some Matt, the, this one's for you, Brady. Yeah, yeah, Thank you very much. Absolutely. I can't believe that. Can you? I know. That's I wish awful. I could drink That's in your honor nice. party down my, my, my beverage. Man. People are going to be so jealous. Yeah. God. Yeah. God, that's awesome. All right. I'm going to set this right beside me so I can just kind of look over at it occasionally. Okay. If you want to leave Lionheart on the table, you Well, it, it'll tip over. This table's a little cock-eyed. Oh, I, I tried just, setting it up, and it, was, uh, it wasn't working for okay. me. Okay. Yeah, this table is... That's okay. awesome. Thank you, Matt. So, Aaron... I hear the train a-coming. That's right, folks. It's the gamble train. Time to fire up the Amiga News of the Week. I can't even talk to you. Okay, so there wasn't a ton of news this week, but there are some things that need discussing. Important things. So, I'm ready to hear them. Now, uh, me and Boat talked about this before we went live on the air. Well, actually, we were live, but we weren't taping. Uh, something happened... That's sort of important this week. <laughs> uh, I, I'll read it as I posted it. Don't oversell it. it, Aaron. I'll read it as I posted it. A banner day in Amiga land, a day I never thought I'd see. It's the standalone Vampire 4 booting for the first time. Rejoice, true believers. A new Amiga is born. Wow. Now, the very first reply to this was uh, uh, Jaroslav Kabara. And all he simply said was, new hardware emulator. So, <laughs> instantly. The, I mean, I hadn't put that yeah, up on 10 minutes. The camaraderie among Amiga fans <laughs> continues to this day. So, have you have you gotten to watch this yet, Boaster? No, I have okay, not Okay, so seen what you're yet. looking at here is the standalone uh, a vampire. That's it right mm -hmm. there, that little board. And what it's doing is booting up to Workbench, eventually. Um, what do you think about this? Well, to me, like if you just showed me that, yeah, how is this any different than a mist, you know, or any of the FPGA things? Um, I can't uh, say one way or the other. Yeah. So unless this thing is cheaper than a mist, this uh -huh. guy should have gotten a helper to help him with this video. Well, he's doing his best. Um, unless you know this, it, I guess maybe the thing about it is, is that it somehow fits securely inside an existing Amiga shell. Does that look like it would fit? <laughs> Securely no. inside an existing Amiga shell. <laughs> it it looks like a slightly larger version of the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah. So, or if this thing is markedly cheaper than the Mist or one of those FPGA boards, which I don't think it's going to be, I don't see the reason. So for you're it. with you're with. Uh, uh, I'm with uh, the fella with here. Nabokov yeah. over there. So, listen, I think this is important, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's leave the new model Amigas out of the equation for a minute because I don't know. I don't. I'm not full with them. I don't know the status of those. Okay. Um, we shall see an Amiga uh, uh, 4100. Let's say uh, what you could see though are these little boards, and these could conceivably be called a new Amiga if, they, if someone was so inclined. Mm -hmm. um, if this could conceivably bridge the gap between the old and the new. It plays the old stuff, but it's fast enough to play new stuff, okay? Um, this, we've, again, and Boat reminded me that we've almost, this subject's been beaten to death. So we're not gonna go down to the debate between is it a vampire, a real Amiga, or whatnot. One thing's for sure, this is not a real Amiga. This is something else. Now, could this be considered an Amiga? It's made to play Amiga stuff. It's, it's made to do nothing but do Amiga stuff. You know, eh, you're, you can decide. But I thought it was pretty interesting. I think it's sort of... Uh, we both talked about the possibility of a, of a standalone Amiga and what that would mean. To me, um, a standalone Amiga 
provide that it does a good job and does everything it should is important. These can be made. They can be mass produced. They can be made cheaply. They can be distributed to people that want an Amiga but can't possibly afford the original hardware. Uh, so that analogy breaks down when this thing costs two or three times well, we the amount of the original we, hardware. Well, no, it's not going to cost that much. I can tell you that right now. My guess, I, my, I just off the top of my head, I'm guessing something like this, just the board. The high end, I think, would be 399 pounds. It's, uh, the low end, 299. Uh, uh, and, but keep in mind, you could not buy the Amiga classic hardware equivalent of this for that price. There's no way. And, and we all know that the original hardware is going through the roof. On, and once you've got the original hardware, then you've got to buy the crap to make it better. You've mm -hmm. got to get accelerators and yeah. whatnot. So this could be, and if, you, and if they produce enough of these in mass, again, this is real speculation here. You could have something that you could probably pump out for a decent price and, and p people would get to play their Amiga stuff. Presumably you could hook up a, a, a Amiga hardware to it. All right, I think that's part of it, which I don't think you. Can, I don't know if you could do that with the uh, uh, the mist. I, I mean, I don't know if you could do it with this. I don't for, know. To be honest with you, either it looked to be, but uh, it's something. So I've reported it. Uh, let the let the debate begin. Uh, trust me, the debate debate's already began because people are. <laughs> I read the the YouTube on this and the Facebook, and people are freaking losing their minds. It's the same old. Sorry, tale. And so I'm going to use it to dovetail in my next story. Okay. And we're going to skip ahead a little bit because because this dovetails in nicely. So, so I just said that a lot of people were, were not happy or were angry or acted crazy about this. So let's keep going here. Um, in the in the same vein of wackiness, the remember a couple weeks ago we reported on the uh, Amiga OS 3.1.4 update. I do remember, remember that? that. Well, guess what. You can no longer get the 3.104 mm. update legally. Why? Well, there's a there's a lawsuit going on between uh, I don't know I don't know Kyperion, uh -huh. Kalanto, Amiga, all these groups that are vying, they're jostling for position or whatever. Mm. I don't care. I'm not going to give this the time of day. But uh, this crap fighting over scraps, right? Which is in essence what we're looking at here, right? Uh, I mean, it's so tiresome. That's the way we're in a litigious society. I feel like we've already had this discussion when they did the last blocky blocky, but we're back at it. It's some tiresome, low-end garbage, all right? I don't care who's right or wrong, to be honest with you. You're fighting over scraps. Figure it out, I guess is what I'm saying. I, it, it makes me ill. You know, uh, everyone fights too much about this stuff. Can't we just... You should walk up and hug your Amiga. You should not have to worry about this other crap. Well, I think everybody, all parties involved, aside from the users, and even up in, including the users, have made some sort of monetary investment. And nobody wants to be cheated out of anything. And so, in a perfect world, Hyperion, Cloanto, Amiga Inc. would all come together and figure out a way to make this work. But... I think that this is something that I I don't know that all of these companies are based in the same country. You know that there's more. You know there's there's more than one different kind of separation going on here. It's irritating, boat. Uh, it irritates me. Again, we're we're not talking about a major multi billion dollar industry here. This is this is as low end as it gets. This is the same crap that happens in a lot of other little communities uh, over different stuff. Like, yeah, if, if you've been, and you've been around some of this stuff too. It happened with the pinball stuff. It's happened with the. It's well, happened. These little uh, open source stuff. This is a different thing, though, because these companies, you know, bought these trademarks to use in the hopes to make the money that they put in back and more. It's not like a bunch of guys that are hacking together pinball machines in their basements. You know, like uh, nobody, no, nobody's that's not paying. What I was talking about, but. Oh, but well, uh, but you know, you've listen. It's not there's not. If you bought this stuff with the anticipation of making a lot of money, that's the only. That's the only reason that you'd buy it. Irrelevant to me. Okay, you're <laughs> but relevant to the people that spent money. No, but you listen. You spent the money. That's fine. Work it out because is this going to make anyone any money? All this does is bring everyone down. That's my point. Every there's money to be made. There's a few bucks to be made. Get it together. You need to get together, and they've had an uneasy alliance. At least get back to that. We could get, and so we could get something going here. What are we doing? This thing's this thing came out eighty five for God's sakes. 
all this stuff is tiresome. I'm, I'm irritated and tired by all of it. You know, I'll give you an example of this stuff that pisses me off. This is off the subject. Oh boy, an example of something that pisses you off. I was off. reading I on Slashdot about Red Hat Linux, that's what it was. And they sold this for, I can't remember, I, I'm taking, I think IBM bought it. Or, Microsoft is Yeah, that's right, that's right. Did you see the price, the cost on it was that? very expensive. Right, now, that was an open project. Well. That, no, it was. It was, it was people donated their code, their, uh, um, they went in and, and killed bugs, they put out bug fixes for years, free, free, straight up free help. So, are they getting any money? They're not getting dime one. Someone made some money off this project that they open sourced all the freaking work on. It's not fair. It sounds pretty, it sounds like something that seems like a good plan. How do we get a piece of this action? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so you're saying you're crooked. <laughs> There's a shocker. I know, right? Good grief. So let's find something happier. Okay. This pisses me off. And then the infighting pisses me off more. I was just talking to boys in the Discord. It's like, I go through these lists every week. I'm going to rant. You ready? I'm ready. I go these. I go. I go and look for Amiga news every week. And every week I get on here. There's a crapload of crap coming out for the Amstrad. There's a crapload of crap coming out for the ZX Spectrum. There's a crapload of crap coming out for the old Atari. Atari's getting all kinds of love right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a and there's a little a little tiny bit of stuff coming out for the Amiga. You know, I just think people are fed up with it. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And I talk to people. It's like, why don't Why isn't Amiga getting as much action? And, and with people still sticking to it and making new stuff. And people tell me, it's like, ah, oh, they get tired of the politics or people can't get along. I hear that over and over and over. Get along. What are we doing? It's an old computer, man. You I, know? I'm with you. Don't you do 100%. this for recreation? I think too many people turn recreation into occupation. I hate when people do that. Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, good Lord. And then some other crazy stuff I'm going to get into. But yeah, I'm done with that. Okay, moving along. Um, so... Now, Bo, you put this up, and I did see this posted a couple places after you put it up uh, about this new game that's coming out called, was it uh, Amish something or another? Mission Impossible. <laughs> that's right. Mission. You want to go into this a little bit? Cause I... So, this is a new AGA game, okay? And so... What you're doing is remember that remember that Stephen King story where all the tools and stuff came to life. What was the name of that movie? Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. That's a great movie with a soundtrack by ACDC. So this is yeah. this is sort of a um, this is sort of a Maximum Overdrive type deal where you play, I believe, an Amish man, right? And you're the only your humanity's only hope to defend against these oncoming. Appliances. It makes sense because since the Amish don't have electricity, right, they right. they would be they would not they, they would poised. be spared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, again, this is an AGA love the release only, but uh, it does have different layouts. You can uh, one button, two button, and CD32 support. So uh, it looks pretty good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, if you've got an AGA Amiga or the equivalent emulation solution, check it out. Have you seen Maximum Overdrive before? Does that sound like a movie I would see? What do you mean? It's not that bad. There's like a lawnmower that runs over a guy and his guts spill out it all over the place. It does not. It doesn't show his guts. In my mind, it just that's shows what blood or something. Listen, there's a great bit in that movie where this guy goes up to get a soda pop, mm-hmm. right? And it takes his money. Mm-hmm. So he starts kicking the crap out of this machine, right? And it shoots a soda pop into his crotch. Oh. And then you don't want that. he gets doubled over and it pops him right in the face and so these kids there's a baseball team behind him and it just starts shooting pops and killing these kids with soda pops left and right wow. it's hilarious <laughs> but um the uh, the famous truck in that movie has a big fa- uh, green goblin the comic book green goblin his face is on it right mm. i went to a uh, i went to a horror convention and that they had they had went that because at the end of the movie that the truck gets blown up and that face gets blown up some dude had reconstructed the original face, and he had it on display, and you could pay to get your picture taken with it. Wow. Did you pay to get your picture taken with it? No. No. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't do it. But still, it's kind of neat. It is kind of neat. That's a tie-in. Was that at ChakaCon? No, that was at, uh, that was at uh, uh, Scarefest is where mm. I saw that. They have Christine there, too. Remember Christine? I, I, Speaking of Stephen King. Is that a... Oh, yeah. That's the car. Not, is that a Stephen King, too? Uh, yeah. That's Boy, a very uh, prolific yeah. Stephen King. Are you kidding me? The guy... He, he, the cut never stops. <laughs> so here's another game. It's funny. I just said, boy, where are all the games? Now there's games of plenty. It yeah, works. I posted like 40 my games. Rant, my rant works. It was perfect. Perfect. So company. I just saw this one today. I didn't get a chance to look at it. It's called Tronic Kids. Mm. Um, it's from the Amiga Factory outfit. Uh, and uh, it looks it looks so cute. What do you know about this one, Bo? Have you looked into this one at all? So I remember looking at this briefly. 
Um, I think that this is a puzzle platformer type deal. Um, oh, look at this. You've got Amiga, you got the Lemmings uh, guys up there in the uh, the Amiga factory logo. Yeah. Um, it looks like you are, you're, you're walking around these different rooms, you're collecting treasures, you're avoiding enemies. Sort of your, um, there is an element, oh yeah, I, I did read about this. There's an element of load runner to it where you're, uh, you're putting out holes. This is kind of like hyper load runner, really, because it's, it's set in that more 3D <laughs> It looks like world. if load runner had a baby with a keystone caper. Or Bomberman. What is your guy's? Oh, he's a, I thought it was a cop hat. No, it's a biker hat. Yeah. So, Just ignore everything I say. <laughs> but yeah, Tronic Kids. We it looks thank, pretty uh, good, doesn't it? Yeah, we yeah. thank Indie Retro News for bringing that to our Now industry. this one, you need two, two big. Mm. Two big. But that, you know, a lot of people have that. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's nothing these days. Yeah, yeah so that, look, that looks pretty good. Yeah. I like cool. that. I like that man all right moving along so um what we got here and this is funny hot hot breaking action straight from the uh straight from the discord before the show <laughs> chris p dash six c64 this was on the youtube chat not the uh not the oh this well, oh i thought no i thought I'll, I'll, but i thought he posted it in discord and we went to it okay well what do i know so you've got the zz 9000 for amiga pre-order yeah let's look at this card vote and see what it does now i know uh retro hour host ravi abbott is very excited about this this, this is, is what he was talking yeah, about this in this I do I do vaguely yeah, recall yeah. that. So let's let's see what this thing does here. Boy God, look at all this crap. I'm not gonna get into all the tons of stuff. It's got a, this thing, it's a it's a video card. Yeah, so this this basically gives you a lot of the same sort of modern conveniences or mod cons, as they call them across the pond. That's what they call them. Mod cons. Mod I heard that for the first time the other day. I was watching some British property show because that's how I live my life. And they were like, it's got all the mod cons. I've never heard of that. And at first I was thinking about like a mod, like are you a mod or a rocker? Mm. But like a conservative mod. So a you're, mod you're, con. You're, you're several decades back <laughs> on your British lingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this has got, it gives you the full uh, 1080p resolution, including the 8-bit 256 con uh, color chunky mode. Um, you can, uh, it gives you uh, more RAM. It's got an A9 coprocessor to offload computing tasks. Uh, it gives you a gig of RAM, uh, an Ethernet interface is included, and an SD card interface. It says here AGA right. for an Amiga 2000. Right. Pretty nice. So this is this is all available to you for the price of 299 euro. Man, this this thing has a 666 megahertz ARM processor think, yeah, just like a, on the on yeah, the video card. It's like an iPad uh, processor on there. It's so. got an Ethernet port. This reminds me when I was when I, back in the old days of PCs, you'd get these cards for your computer, right? And like, let's say you wanted a, a a sound card, for example. Well, you get a sound card, but it would also come with a bunch of other crap smashed onto the board. It might have a couple serial ports. It might have a, a a game port. It'd have a bunch of crap on one card. Or if you wanted to, like, you never just got like a serial port. It'd have like two serial ports and a parallel port and a game port. So that's what they're doing now. It's the modern version. It's like, well, let's put a Ethernet port on this video card and an SD card reader. With just everything. Just throw a bunch of crazy yeah. crap on there and see what happens. <laughs> kind of cool. What do you think about that price? Three hundred euros. Three hundred euros. About, I think it's. I, think I don't it's, know what the. I don't know how we're trading. I think this it's week. about three fifteen, three twenty. Oh, so yeah, we're euro, pretty close. Euro and right? are pretty close. So. Let's talk about. Miss Mad Lemon. Ooh, okay. Are you familiar with Miss Mad Lemon? I am. We've mentioned her a few times. Uh, she's a lovely girl who does uh, um, various Amiga gimmicks. Yes. Uh, she's quite popular. Yes. And I, um, I'll watch some of her stuff, but this week she installed a uh, her, uh, she got an Amiga 600 Vampire and the Amiga 3.1.4, just under the wire. <laughs> and so she, and this is just her sticking it together. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. It's simple stuff. Uh, she's a she's a, a delicate flower of a lady in a in a sea full of sweaty bald people True. like ourselves. So good for her. Um, the Dreamcatcher. Now this is this is timely since we we're just talking about the Green Goblin. Although he's not in this game, <laughs> but it's still, I it's, that was it's, 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 it's a Marvel. Yeah, 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 we call him the Green Goblin. <laughs> so uh, you know, I love these old Marvel games because they're mm -hmm. always absolute. Poo. Now mm -hmm. I did an Amigos plays on, on this game. I, you and Chad did, yeah, it, didn't yeah. you? and it was, and I watched that, and it was, and I have played this game. <laughs> so this is one of the few times where I'm familiar with, it. and so um, uh, DK did, does a uh, a go go through on the old Doctor Doom's Revenge. Now you've got uh, who do you got in this? You got Doctor Doom, of course. You got Spidey. Now is Doc, who is is Doctor Doom ostensibly the villain of Captain America in the comic books? Not really. Actually, Doctor Doom's sort of a catch-all villain. He's the he's a 
he he's so villainous and vile and evil that he could work several heroes in different comics. Okay, so first and foremost, Doctor Doom is the Fantastic Four's arch nemesis, right? Victor Von Doom, that's his name. Mm, Blue DVD. When your name is Victor Von Doom, that sort of writes the their future for he was you. Quoted in that Boys to Men song. He was. What did he say? Boys to Men, A B C V V D, the East Coast family. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, you never. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, uh, I think they're big fans. I doubt it. Boys to Men. I think they're big fans of like making fries. So I don't I haven't seen those guys for years. <laughs> they sang the national anthem at a at a at a what a minor league game okay. one time. It might have been the, the Appalachian Power, but. So, Dr. Doom, though, he's he's a big deal. Okay. Then you got Captain America. Captain America's arch-villain is uh, the Red Skull. Gener- is, that's generally who he fights, right? Or some other Nazi types or whatever. Spider-Man, are you, he's got a rogues gallery as long as, as, as you could think of. He's got everybody. You know, Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, you know, uh, uh, Venom, Carnage. Wait a minute. Green Goblin and Hobgoblin? Two different guys. That's mm. right, yeah. It, you'd have to get into it. Okay. Uh, so, but anyway, this is a game where you, you you get to play with these heroes and then suck with him because <laughs> it doesn't go well for you. It doesn't bode. No. It's ugly in there. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, DK, his own usual hilarious self. Uh, it's worth. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, let me see if I got anything else here. Any consequence? Uh, but, 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 uh, let's see. No, no. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll just talk about... Uh, uh, this week's ARG presents uh, me and the Zeus uh, got down and funky with Williams Arcade Games yes. on the past episode, and we took a look at. I took a look at the classic uh, Sinistar. Everybody loves Sinistar, right? Brent, on the other hand, being the Brent, had to find this game that no one's played called Mystic Marathon. You ever heard of this one? I've never heard of this, but I strangely wanted to really play it after listening to this episode. It is an odd game. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I mean, it's real uh, open end. Yeah. I mean, you can just be very strange. <laughs> you can see it. We're watching the video here. It just looks like there's a, there's a herd of midgets. <laughs> and it, the best part of this whole show is Brent justifying that these gods race imps. That's what we do. We race imps and we bet on the winner. That's why Brent would make an excellent like Greek god. He would, he you would. know, except for the physique, and yeah, otherwise he's dead on. You know, <laughs> Greek god of bums. But anyway, so if you're if you're into the whole ARG thing, now this coming week on a very special ARG. Uh, in fact, we're so special we haven't filmed it yet. We're filming it Sunday. We're going to be taking a look. Uh, well, it'll, it'll already be Sunday by the time they've heard this. That's true. We're going to be taking a look at games on a platform that I have no familiarity with, which is the Macintosh uh, platform. And we've picked out a couple games uh, I, that I hope are crowd-pleasing, but who the hell knows? I, I don't know. I, I think people like them. Well, I, uh, we, we've thrown out a couple couple game names on the Discord. I think we might have hit on a couple. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to you know, being a classic Mac fan myself um, and owner of a classic Mac with the expensive add-on that lets me play stuff um, that I download from the internet illegally. Uh, this is, uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode. Okay, well, good. I mean, that's one. That's one in the kitty. <laughs> these, these ARG episodes, the, the uh, viewership is up and down like a yo-yo. You just never know what's going to stick. You never so, know. There you go. That's all I got, Boo. All right. It's time, Aaron, to talk about this week's game, Z-Wolf 2 Wild Justice. Z-Wolf is coming. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Remember that? You ever watched that G.I. Joe with the uh, Viper? Is that the one where uh, the, the sailor lost his memory? No. This guy keeps walking around to the G.I. Joe. They're at the compound. He goes, the Viper is coming. The Viper. And everyone's scared. They're speculating. Who is, this, who is this Viper? We don't know who this guy is. Well, it turns out the guy's saying, he's talking about the guy that's going to come clean their windows. The, the window, window oh, Viper. The Viper. Sort of a running gag sort of a, the episode. Yeah, it's a very famous episode. Really? Yeah, it's a real good one. I, I always like I'm that. not seeing a lot of the Joe episodes. Yeah. I was scared by them as a child. That doesn't surprise me, Boat. <laughs> How did you ever leave the house? That's amazing to me. I didn't often. How until, do you teach? If you were scared of that stuff, how do you actually go to school every day? I, I, I'm, I'm frightened by my students quite often. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, Z-Wolf 2, Wild Justice. you got to get that part in. I love that. Yeah. That makes the game better. I think that the That's subtitle, a full star yeah, right there. Yeah. So, this game, this is a late arriver, Boat. 
1995. Yeah. Right? Amazingly, I had to double check this because I couldn't believe it. This came on one disc. Unbelievable. One disc? Are you kidding me? Uh, one player, of course. Now, this was developed by an outfit called Binary Asylum. And I had a look at these guys. Let me dig up my info on these guys. So, Binary Asylum, they're UK-based, uh, uh, which I, that's always something I'll look for. And they didn't, they only did really two, they did three Amiga games, basically. They did, uh, they did Z-Wolf and Z-Wolf 2, and then there was another one that I couldn't quite, I couldn't tell if they did it or not, so I didn't even put it on there, but basically Z-Wolf was their baby. So, um, it was uh, consisted of a fellow named Bob Wade, Andy Wilton, and Andy Smith, a couple of Andys, and they were from Bath, Southwest England. Yeah. Have you ever been to Bath, Bo? I never went that far south. Okay. You know why they call it Bath? I, I don't. Is this going to be something that's going to get us in trouble? No. That's, okay. That's where all the Roman baths are. No kidding. Yeah. So it is Bath. Yeah. I would never. I see. I work in Bath County, but did I don't think that's why it's there. Oh, I was going to say, did they pronounce it differently? How or else something? could you pronounce Bath? I don't know how people Be-off? in Kentucky work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not the way to pronounce it. <laughs> but I wish it was. So um, I read an interview with this guy, uh, uh, Bob Wade, and it's interesting. Uh, so they they said these games did very well for them uh, when they were released. Z Wolf, they were well received, and uh, of course they uh, there was no texture mapping or anything fancy, but lots of, they did they did a good job with polygons, and he's very proud of the spears, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, the problem was in '95 the Amiga market was tankaroo, it was going down, and they knew they were tankaroo, and so they ended up switching to to start designing games on the PC. But they figured out that they weren't very good at designing games on the PC. Now, as far as I can tell, something happened. I think they were contacted uh, by an outfit called New Worlds with some sort of Star Trek property. It's, 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 I, I had trouble. I, could, I looked. I couldn't find much about it. Anyway, long story short, uh, the last appearance they made was in 98. And uh, they had some sort of... Uh, Enterprise type starship flyover on display at this con thing, and then they did it at ninety nine, and then they were, and then they went out of business. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess they, I guess you, that, that's pretty much the end of them. Oh. So, uh, uh, all and, and and then all the employees just went to do other stuff. But but they were proud of what they did with Z Wolf and Z Wolf Two. And again, they if you look down the list of the of who worked on this, uh, very few of them did anything else. Uh, one of the coders, his name's Nick Vincent. He did a game, a bunch of games I've never heard of. Line of Fire, Motorbike Madness, uh, uh, Rotox, Vector Ball. i never heard of that stuff. <laughs> Those all sound like awesome games. But though. there's one guy who I've heard of, Alistair Brimble. We've mm-hmm. heard of him, mm-hmm. haven't we? Magician at the piano keyboard. Uh, amongst his, uh, amongst his uh, claims to fame, he Alien Breed series, Agony. Uh, they did some of the Dizzy games, Body Blow series, and of course Super Frog. Mm-hmm. So, which we, we did all agree that with the Super Frog music was was very, very amusing. Good. Yeah. So, um, of course, this is the sequel to Z Wolf One. Boat, I got to ask you: Did you have a, a go at Z Wolf One? You know, I meant to, and I never did. Did you play it? I had I had a, a cup of coffee with it. And it's very similar to Z Wolf Two. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty much. I mean, it's Z Wolf Two. They it looks better. There's more. Um, the shapes are different. The buildings look a little more refined. But I mean, it's mostly the same sort of game. So, with that in mind, let's talk about the game itself, Boat. Uh, why don't you describe the game? Fine, okay. Boat. So this is a open world, three dimensional, polygonal helicopter shoot 'em up. Um. You're presented with a series of missions, and uh, you basically are put in the cockpit of this helicopter, and you you buzz around, and you blow stuff up. Uh, you rescue uh, your own guys, take them home. Uh, you pick up different craft with your winch and land it in different places. <laughs> and you can even take control of other vehicles using an infrared remote control uh, system that you, you you land your helicopter and connect to this thing, and then all of a sudden you're driving around something else. Um, that is the game in a nutshell. I gotta tell you, uh, like I always try to do, I didn't. I, I've never, I've never seen this game or heard of it. I mean, I may have heard it mentioned, but I never looked into it. 
uh, this game comes up with a cool song. You know, it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Brimble Ziggy does it again. You know, it sounded. It wasn't like uh, uh, it wasn't the C sixty four or mod sound. It was a pretty. It sounded like a pretty refined sure. synthesizer piece, mm-hmm. didn't it? And then the game starts up. I mean, there's, it's it's a pretty no frills. Mm-hmm. And then it comes up. It gives you your mission. And I couldn't believe how nice the three D polygons. I mean, it was rendered quite well. Now, so he, let's go ahead and get the the bad stuff out of the way here. Uh, the The amount of rendering this does is small. I mean, it it when it renders the landscape, you're it is uh, you don't see forever. The draw distance is unbelievably short. Right, in boat. right. So um, you're you're able to see probably you know if if your if your ship is is one square wide you can see like probably the first ten squares ahead of you and behind you know in all four car motors. Right, it's a square, it's a square bit of terrain mm-hmm. that and the terrain is not it's not textured but it is colored in boxes in a way to give it texture. Yeah, and there is height in the texture. That's it's not right. a completely flat world. Right. So when when they said there's no texture mapping there that's true, but it's not just like you're flying over a void. Absolutely. Okay. And so what they're able to do with this uh, the math in this game is actually quite remarkable. Uh, now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that uh, I got in the helicopter and flew around like a maniac and had no trouble and could see everything with no problem. Having a very limited uh, view space is a major league hassle. I don't know if it's because we're, it's not because we're spoiled. It's just, it helps when you can see what's coming or where you've been. And when you're driving around this helicopter uh, and you only see a square under the copter, it's tough. It's tough, man, to, to figure out what you're doing. Now, that said, they give you... Uh, 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 you can hit the enter button and go to this like a uh, map screen, mm-hmm. which you h- will do a lot. Yeah, and uh, it helps you get around quite a bit. It, it's easy to read. It identifies uh, the the people you're after. The you know the targets, the sorties. It also identifies uh, various uh, mission components. It'll identify where people are pr- imprisoned, for example. Or it also it tells you where you can land your plane or your uh, well your plane or your helicopter. It has all those points and very easy to understand. It's a very simple but effective map. I had no problem with that, right? Uh, the plane, how did you control this? It gives you a couple options for controls. What did you choose to go so with? So I, I used the joystick. I did too. AKA the D-pad. And how did you, uh, what did you think of the controls on the helicopter? Well, they took some getting used to. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, you're used to being able in a game like this to have full, like, I guess this is a game that really screams for, like, tank controls, where you've got a stick that moves you up and down vertically and also another stick that moves you horizontally. Um, unfortunately, because you've only got one stick, they combine, you, you, you can never really gain or lose altitude on purpose. Um, the only way that you can do that is to start the landing sequence, to open up your landing gear, and then you, you can start to go down. But you can't physically control how high or how low well, you, you no, are. No, you can, yeah, you can. How? You you tip your plane forward and then throttle up, and it'll eventually go down. Okay, that is not what I control. Oh, that's not what I call having control. Well, I mean that's, but I mean you can go up or down. But that's, that's not how real helicopters do it. They're like, okay, let's land. <laughs> well, real helicopters don't have one one button joystick to control. Exactly. Them. That's what I. That the whole point of this was. No, saying you said that you is, can't. You can't. It's just a pain in the butt. Well, and it is also useless. It's not useless. Yes, I it use- is because by the time that you get to the height that you want, you're 15 miles away from your target. Go ahead. I'm not going to I didn't say you were right. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, um, the, the game, the biggest problem that I had with the game was lining up my shots. Yes. The game does throw you a bone. When you are sort of in like the vicinity of a, of a bad guy, it'll, it'll hone your shots in. So you don't have to be right on the mark. However, once you get past that, um, once you get past that invisible sphere of auto aim, boom, you know your bullets veer back off again, and you've got to make another approach. Um, you've got to have that bone, or you're boned. Yeah. So um, another problem with this game is that you can't come to a complete stop using normal means. Like if you just if you just let go of the joystick, you'll eventually start to drift more slowly. But there's no way that you can just stop on a dime. The only way that you can do this 
is if you cheat and you hit the G key, which lowers your landing gear, and that will bring you to a complete stop. Then you hit G again to raise it back up, and then you can start again from that complete stop. The G key is vital. That's less than ideal. It, it, the control in this was challenging. Yes. How about that? I, I, and it, I played this. I played this through a couple of PlayStations this week, and I will say, the first time I played it, well, every time I was in a dire situation. I, I was an idiot. My play, my chopper was just, you know, go airwolf. I wasn't. I was just. It was crazy because I would get panicked and try to. And it's hard to you, hard to do in a panic. However, I noticed the second time I started, uh, I could get around a lot better. I could steer okay. I was getting better. I think you could get used to this after a while, uh, but it's not ideal. Uh, it's and one, you know, the natural thing to compare this thing to is like a desert strike or something. But the difference is, in that game, you really don't really use... Altitude's not as a, a, a big a component as it is in this. I mean, th to their credit, you're flying a proper chopper. I mean, you can go up and down. Yeah. You can, uh, theoretically, you can hover. You can do... Uh, you can do you can spin around, you know, stuff like that. And so, to try to incorporate all those controls on one stick was a chore. Now, I... I never tried the oh, stupidly because I forgot it was there because I always use save states, but I never really got to try the the mouse and keyboard thing. And I heard no, some people prefer it, so probably in the future I'll give that one a whirl. But for a joystick, eventually I got to the point where I could get around okay. I could do basic killing, basic rescue, basic killing. That's right. But when if it was a bunch of crap shooting me, I would not do well. I would panic and try to figure out what was going on and try to be... When I, if I didn't make, need to make quick turns or quick moves, I was boned. And like you said, one of the major problems of this thing is trying to line up... Even stuff like landing can be a real chore mm -hmm. uh, because you have to... Yeah, I mean, the shadow tells you where you fall in the land, so that's good. But often, you just don't fall where you want to be. And right. trying to line that up yeah, I, is I've a real had, pain. I, I've landed... Arisen, moved forward, landed again. You know, oh, done that hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realize there's some people killing me in chat right now because I played this with a stick and not with the mouse. But when I play some sort of aerial combat game, I want to use a stick or a pad or something. It just seems so not cool to be playing it with the mouse. That was a big problem I had with Walker, one of the worst games of all time, is that you're you're controlling this killing machine and all you're doing is just moving the mouse in a little like feeble well, way. I, you know, hold on a second. Back up. Back up and reverse it. You can say what you want about Walker, but I'll, I'll be damned if you're going to mock that control scheme. It was perfect for that game. I don't now, like... you can not like Walker, but you can't tell me, come up with a better one. I want to hear you come okay, up with a better Okay, I will. It's called game. using the freaking joystick. And, and when, the, when, the, when the mech is moving, you're moving the stick Listen, just like you're inside you, the mech. You, you use a one-button joystick to come up with the controls for Walker. All you need is one... All you need is one button. No, it's not. You you're, need to move that turret all over the place. No, That's you move... Here's how you do it. Okay? Get ready. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay, go ahead. Okay? Left and right moves your walker left and right. Okay. Okay. Holding the button down and moving the joystick up and down moves the turret up and down while you fire. How are you going to put the, the reticle and stuff? You don't need to put the reticle yes, on anything. Yes, you do. It's vital. You just blow stuff up. You wait till the guys get close, you take them out. See what I have to deal with? Clearly, a man who's forgotten all about Walker, how it works, and how the game goes. I've tried my best. <laughs> I can't believe you. of all the games we've reviewed, you're bragging on Walker. I mean, that's a great. That, I mean, if you don't like the game, I can understand it. But the control method's dead set perfect. It's perfect. It's not that I have a problem with the controller. I was using that as an example because I don't like controlling games where I have like this big beastly thing that I'm controlling and I, I'm using a mouse. It just seems weird. I want to have a stick. Have you ever played a first person shooter in your life where you use a mouse and the keyboard? I don't like it. It's exactly the same thing. I would rather use a controller. Now, I know it's much more exact and precise, but it doesn't feel like I'm working as hard. I got two words for you. Contemporize, man. Okay. Carry on. So, this game does a lot of things really, really well. Um, the enter, when you hit enter and you go to that sub-menu and the screen splits into quadrants, that's perfect. It gives you the map. It gives you like the world map. It gives you like a little zoomed in map. It lets you keep doing what you're doing and it shows your, your ammunition it's very all impressive, on one screen. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best sort of sub-menu type at-a-glance things I've ever seen in an Amiga game. It's great to be able to actually like drive your 
your chopper around and see the map. Right, right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Good. Yeah, it works good. This game is, it like you were talking about earlier, the frame rate is very impressive. Everything happens very smoothly. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well this game would perform if you weren't using a jacked up Amiga. You know, well, if you were just I, using... I played it on, on the 1200, uh -huh. and I also played it, I emulated like a faster Amiga. And... There was a difference, but I mean, it was it was real. It worked. It played fine, and I've I've read that it plays quite nice on a five hundred too. Now, apparently, the first one does not, and I did not emulate a five hundred to try the first one, uh, but on the uh, twelve hundred, it played it played fine. I, yeah, I yeah. No problem. And I I thought even though this is these are very simple, you know, playable graphics. The the way the little touches like the way that they made the land rise and fall is really cool. The way that they made you know you've got like this little world that you're exploring where you fly around the world and things loop back. I mean, I just thought the that was kind of weird. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, it's a it's, very small world. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I expected to. Just, I was like, I'll see how far I can go, mm -hmm. and then you just it's like Pac Man. You yeah, come out just, the other side. Right, right. Um, so. The one thing that I, I didn't, I never got a handle on was how money is used in the game. Um, did you figure that out? You mean when you buy bullets and stuff? Well, like, I couldn't figure out where the store was, and I read the docks. Well, you didn't, you know, you, you see clearly, you didn't, you didn't, you could, when you go out, you could dock on a ship. You've got your own ship that you can lay, that land you, on. Okay. And then while they're refueling you, did you ever refuel? I never refueled. Oh, Maybe well, that was my clearly problem. I went further into this game <laughs> than you did. When you refuel, this whole arm goes, and it refuels you, and then your store comes up, and you can, because let me tell you something, I was running out of bullets and crap like a maniac. And well, I that's how I that's how I eventually stopped playing was like I couldn't figure out how to access the. One sword, thing so. I learned is you've got several different types of ammunition. You've got your you got your bullets, right? You got your air to air missiles, mm -hmm. and you've got these like heat seeker missiles or something else. And so all that's all well and good, but in some of these missions, you have to like go and break guys out of prisons or or big captivity. Don't shoot those uh, captive areas. These prisons don't use your your missiles on them because I was smoking my own guys. <laughs> I killed so many friendlies because I, what happened was, it was the first couple of times I played it, I ran out of bullets. So the only thing I could do was just shoot these prisons with the missiles and I was baking these suckers. I thought, man, there's got to be a way to shoot these things. No, they kill every one of them every time. But yeah, you go to the ship, you buy your you buy your ammo, it refuels you, you get back into it. It's, pre it's, it's pretty neat. Of course, you have to land on the ship so you got that to contend with yeah. eventually you get better at it um i honestly when i was actually I'm re really impressed with this game in fact I, i've played a ton of like desert strike and all that and there was you know a jungle strike mm -hmm. and all those games this was a, a very ambitious title and um i really i really liked it actually I mean, you've got to look at this the same way. Remember that game we've played a couple of times on the Amigathon, the where you get in the cars, Hunter. the Hunter. This is a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. This is an ambitious title. I mean, think of what you do in this game. <clears throat> I mean, I like what they did. They sat up, they went out, and they made an engine, a helicopter engine. And here's in, in this world. So, what could they do with the engine? You can rescue people. There are missions where you have to. Uh, you have to fly beside people like uh, to get to targets, you know, like an accompaniment missions, you know. There are missions where you have to uh, pick up stuff with your grappling hook, which that was a, that what a crazy angle that was. When I figured out you could do that, I was like, what in the heck? Like the very first mission you do it on is where you, had to go, you go pick this jet up off of a, off of a, like a floating, uh, a flotilla? Yeah. Well, no, it's like a uh, it's like an oil rig sort of, but it's mm -hmm. a it's a you know it's a floating platform, right? Platform, and you pick this thing up and you tow it to somewhere else, and so you just pick it up and drag this thing through the air. It was cool. I never would have thought of that. Does that actually happen? I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it to the back. Yeah, of, I've, I've never seen a helicopter lift anything that heavy before. Well, no, I don't know listen, how physics those works Russian helicopters, they put like tons of tanks and crap. That's in it. true. Like, you're right. You're right. But uh, and then there's missions where and then uh, then you get to the part where you're actually the first thing you do is you actually get to drive a tank. You know, like you yeah. said with the thing. Because what were they doing? They were taking the engine, they were exploiting it, and they were they were squeezing out every conceivable thing. So you fly a tank, then you fly a VTOL aircraft, then you're driving a boat. Boat? You get to drive a boat around. So I mean, this is a lot of different gameplay elements. Mm -hmm. on, and there are missions that are multifaceted, where you have to do three or four things in a row. I think this thing has about 32 missions. You know, and, they're, and these aren't crap missions. They're good missions. They're clever. 
there are codes to get to the different missions, <clears throat> which apparently is different from the first one as well. Uh, there's a code you can, you can type in to get to these later missions. Uh, and I looked at a couple, but mostly I just watched the later, which they were so difficult. I got up to the point where I had to, what was it I had to do? Oh, it was the, S, it was the first escort mission. It was tough. It was tough to understand. It's, I, my control of the helicopter hampered me trying to escort these people because you're trying to fight, fight off the enemy before they can attack your escort and stuff. But it was still pretty cool, you know. But the, I like the variants. They put a lot of thought into it. Uh, the the storyline is um, you know it's nothing it's not like this is a, a an epic tale but it's something I mean it sounds like a military something you would be doing in real life you know these missions ah uh-uh. you know and you're rescuing scientists and stuff now I want to get onto the spears the guy talked about how proud they were of the spears the very first uh, mission where you go into that scientific area to to rescue those uh, those uh, those guys. And that big, huge, round spear, that's incredible. I was very impressed. That's not easy uh, to render that sort of thing with an engine like this. And it looked good. Did you get to there that is, point? There is a lot of stuff that I saw, like different sorts of architectural devices that they, 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 they put into this game. And like I said, this is something they totally didn't have to do. You know, it's clear that this was this game was a labor. I can't imagine... I mean, everybody wants to make money on these games, but in, in 95, you know, I can't imagine these guys were, were thinking this is going to be the next, you know, blockbuster title. And it's amazing that they put their heart and soul. I mean, you can feel it the way, the, the little things that they did. I think this is, I mean, I've, I, there was a game I used to play on the Amiga called, uh, I think it was called Armageddon, and there was a sequel to it. And, I, and it was sort of the same sort of affair. It was much different but i mean it was sort of a, a polygonal war thing and i never got into it i owned it i just never got into it and this game i thought was going to be sort of the same but listen i like it's easy to get into and understand that's the, for me i'm not a big simulator guy i don't want to get a bunch of deep controls and stuff i loved what they put into it when when i i didn't I had no idea you got to use other vehicles so when i got to get in that tank or whatever I couldn't believe that, and it was fun. I mean, it just like you were just driving a tank. It right. was cool. You know, I love the fact that you get you know in other what, vehicles. You know I, what this reminded me of? What? And it is, uh, did you ever play Star Fox on the N64? Yeah, I played Star Fox, yeah. So, did you ever drive the tanks in Star Fox? No, I never got that okay. far. So, I'm talking about the N64 version, not the Super Nintendo version. Oh, no, I never played that okay. one. Okay. So, in, in the N64 version, they'd have these death matches where you could do multiple forms of vehicles. So, you had your plane, you had your tank, and different things like that. And because of the polygonal nature of these and sort of the way that it controls, it really reminded me of that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for that. Um the missions were interesting. I don't have anything bad to say, but anything except the control was tough to get used to. The line of sight, like I said, negative wise, I thought the sound effects were awesome. Uh, I wish there. I, I, wish I know, and you wanted more music. Yeah. I know, I know. But I mean, for a game like this, I can look past it mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's no voiceovers or crazy stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's bare bones. But the actual engine is the important thing. You know, I don't have any really bad things to say about this game at all. I really, I, this one's another one that, uh, again, the, the committee pulled another one up. I'd not heard of this. Uh, again, the Amiga impressed me with its ability to render this thing. You know, because people, that's sort of a knock on the Amiga. But, I mean, we've played a lot of games that were actually pretty, you know, you know, no second prize. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty impressive. Now, let me ask you a question. I've never played or looked at uh, Magic Carpet. Is Magic Carpet a game like this? Well, Magic Carpet's a site. Is you're a couple a couple steps away. Magic Carpet is more like um, uh, like a I'm trying to think of something that would come close to it. It's a it's more of a think of a think of like a first person shooter elevated on a carpet. You ever played like I think it was Comanche, a helicopter simulator where it had that voxel rendering of the of the terrain. Okay, I can picture what you're talking about. It's, so it's sort of, a, I don't think that's what this had, but it was sort of similar to that, but you're elevated on a magic carpet, you're flying through. Oh, so it's a first-person experience. Well, I can't remember if it's first. It's been so long since I played it. It's funny because my buddy Jerry, he wanted that game so bad for his Amiga, and when he found out they weren't going to release it, that was the day he boxed the Amiga up and went and got a PC. Mm-hmm. He had to have it. Uh, so, uh, but it was not a game I played a, a lot. But it's it's not like this at all. This is, I mean, let's not get crazy. This is a very basic, basic version of this type of game. But it works. And on this level, it works. 
uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I would give it, I, I give it my seal of approval. Any parting thoughts on it? I think you've said it all. Um, I'm not the only one that was in it, into it. Uh, the folk over at Lemon gave this an 8.2, very high marks. But uh, the magazines gave it even higher marks uh, often. Amiga Computing uh, gave this a 90%. Amiga Format gave it a 90. AUI gave it a 73. So they're the low, they're the lone low score. CU Amiga gave it a 90, and the one gave it a 90. So it got 90s pretty much across I, I, the board. It's well deserved, in my opinion. Well, again, and you've mentioned this before, and I'm surprised you're not mentioning it now. We're into uh, we're into 1995 here and there's not a lot of games coming down that coming down a pike uh, 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 of the quality of this and so you know uh, people are going to rate stuff a little bit higher uh, but I think I think it was good I really did I really think it was an excellent game and the fact that they put you know this sort of reminds me of Elite when I first played the fact that this whole game and all these levels and stuff and the music is packed on one disc it's quite astounding it is it's very impressive Uh, it's it's very amazing especially with the fact that it's got all the the heads up display I guess that's the one thing about games of this nature that uh, rendering it it's it must be it must take up less it must almost all be math I know nothing about programming, so clearly. But I mean, elites like this and this, I mean, there must be something where you can really crunch down the actual, uh, you know, what's happening. I mean, but I mean, the, you can tell what everything is in this. Mm-hmm. There's churches, there's houses, yeah. there's uh, science buildings and jails, and the, you can tell what the tanks are and the, uh, the, the jets. The jets are a great fun to fly. I really, you know, I cheated to because uh, I wanted to try one of the boats. I never got to try a boat, but the boats look like a lot of fun. Uh, I liked it. Bottom line, uh, I eBayed this. Guess what? There was a copy of this available in the states. Really? Yeah. Now, does that mean it got a U.S. release? I think it does. Uh, yeah, Thirty bucks boxed, and then you—if you want the discs, five bucks. And there, you can get it all day in the U.K. as usual. So, but this is another one, man. I'm, I was surprised. Thirty-two uh, missions. I mean, this would—it would take you a good while to go through that many missions. Absolutely. Uh, and, you, and they get very multifaceted. Uh, you know, as you get higher, I mean, these missions are even lower missions are sort of multi-staged, which gives it a lot of. I mean, it's very complex, isn't it, for what you're doing? I mean, they, they really do a lot with what they had. I love this game. Yeah, I thought it was great. This is this is a top ten Amiga title for me. Wow, you really did like it. Yeah. All right, Aaron. You know, come January, there's something going on in the Amiga community. Mm-hmm. It's a little thing I like to call. Amiga Ireland. I've heard something about that, Boaster. And I'm trying to go. I've heard something about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Due to the uh, uh, urging of my, our our fellow Discord uh, folk, uh, I have created a GoFundMe page to help me get get me over there. Um, If you would like to contribute to the Send Boat to Ireland GoFundMe. I would call it the slow boat to Ireland. Because you're not the sharpest guy. You get it? You see where I'm going here? I I fully concur. Um, Right now, we are just under halfway to the goal. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's uh, donated so far. Edvin Helen and Paul Harrington, Daniel Ryan, and Anonymous. Anonymous. I've heard of him. uh, He's from Parts Unknown. Yeah, if you would like to uh, help get me over there and... uh, discover the wonders of Ireland. I'm, I'm hoping to take a ton of uh, video and um, and do a bunch of blogs or vlogs, I guess is what they're called, and uh, interview a bunch of folks. There's going to be you're tons very, of people from the immediate community there. You're very lucky because you're going to get to meet a lot of the people that we talk to all the time. Yeah, and yeah. It, I'm very jealous. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm really, really hoping that, that this all comes together. And so if you want to toss a couple bucks my way, it would be much appreciated. Absolutely. All right, Aaron. Last week, the Patreon song winners. Even I got this one. Okay. Do you remember what it I was? I don't remember what it was, but I knew I got it. Scooby Doo. That's right. Scooby-Doo. The theme from Scooby Doo. So, um, I'm because of your outcry last week. I will no longer require you to state a funky fact. Thank you. I will come up winner. with something for the winners. Uh, so okay. for this week, thanks to Chris Folds, we're going to give these winners. A Fonzie. Hey! Okay. Okay, so here are the winners. Duncan Styles, Paul Kitching, and Tapes from the Crypt. 
That's all that got it? That's all. Hey! And I'll have a drink on your behalf. Salute. <laughs> That's so, what we should do. Every every time you have winners, I will take the amount of shots up to the amount of winners. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> that could be bad for me. Don't do Baba Black Sheep or something real simple. I'll be screwed. <laughs> Happy birthday song. Okay, so um, this week, Aaron, mm -hmm. there's a new song. If you know the song, you can send me an email. Sing along. John at AmigosPodcast.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're the winner, then Aaron was going to do something completely insane next week in your honor. Yeah. 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 So here we go. I had to work on my flexibility. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Robert Edgerton, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Edder, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Lara, Moore, Andy Craig, Shonzo, Darren Laho, Max. Colin419, Bachford, Roland, Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf, Kellon, Alan Kebab, Chicote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, <laughs> Ricky DeRusher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norse, Stefan Sorgard, Mortensen, Evan Hillan, Blando 75, Christopher Hassel, Abby Abbott, Chris Foltz, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Jaharu, Graham Vipke, Brent Alley, Lindenson, Adabattis, Bill Bryan's Retro and Vintage, Gary Huckerson, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alec Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Taves from the Crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Binks and Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Don Kilb, your barman. I ran out of names. I saw that, yeah. I like it. Did I'll you, never. Were you inspired by two weeks ago's ARG Presents when you sang that song? I won't forget what Yoda said. Yeah. Oh, Yoda. Okay, my bad. So. Man. What a, what a, what a performance that was. Well, boy. thank you. Thank you. I know that you look forward to these. Why do you think I poured me another one right before this? <laughs> Aaron, next week, the game that we are going to play is so epic. So unbelievable. So mind-blowing. That you don't know what it is, do you? That I look it up. I had to look it up. Next week's game, Aaron. This, this sums up this sums up your performance in that song right there. <laughs> chosen for us by the illustrious, industrious Amigos Game Selection Committee. Yeah. Out to lunch. I have no idea what this is. Me neither. Me neither. Although, didn't you say something about food-based games are always top shelf? That, I've always said that. Yeah. Food fight, burger time. Yeah. No one can Na stop Mr. Domino. Keep going. Oh, that's What's not the a food, food in that? Like um, Domino's Pizza. Can you name any other food-based games? That's two. <laughs> well, I'm two for two. Those are both great. You can't think of a single other food-based game. Well, I mean, no. What about the Ice Cream Factory, the sequel to Burger Time? Pepper 2? Pep... Pepper 2. Yeah, isn't that what it was called? I don't know. I just remember it was Ice Cream Factory. Hmm. What else you got? Come pie on. Pie Factory level in Donkey Kong? That's, that, that, it's not, you're not making pies. That's a cement level. What Agree if, to disagree. You got nothing, do you? I, yeah, next week, I, just, I expect you to come back with a big list. <laughs> we record this show every single week. As live as possible. <laughs> you can tell that. Um at around 5.30. Now, the time changes are going to be weird. I think England oh, is, is already week, changed, it? but we have not changed yet. Um, I know people were in chat were talking about how it's different, but we are going to we are going to fall backward next week. So is England even later now or earlier now? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Why? You don't know. Because I don't know. Okay. Are you good? Yeah. So, um, but I'd like to thank everybody. We had a huge group here in the uh, YouTube chat today. We got Darren Coles, Pixels at Dawn, and Mega Bong, uh, Henrik Anderson, Bombast Yunhim, uh, Paul H, Pixels at Dawn, 
Necronom, Pixel Vixen, Will Williams. Gary Graham. Gary Graham. I don't know what that means. No, Gary slash or comma. Slash is inappropriate. Gary comma Graham. <laughs> Dan Ross was here. Uh, Chris, or Chris PC64, free lunch. So thank you guys so much for Free lunch at light next week's show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's all about it. It's his theme song. His theme game. Do you have a theme game? Uh, theme game? Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. What, do you, what, you, what would you give me? Lionheart. That's it, then. What would you give me for my theme game? Oh, boy. Um, hmm, I had to think about that one for a while. But, you know, normally I'm very clever, but I got nothing. I like to think that it's that, that Japanese arcade game where you poke people in the posterior. You know what I'm talking about? Boonga Boonga? I would, that would be your theme game? I'm not saying Do it I want to know why? No. Do I need to go down that road? <laughs> comes from my, my time spent in Korea, where that's a popular pastime among the young. I'm going to need a bottle over here, both. Concho! <laughs> you too much. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. We will see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.